This episode is brought to you ad-free thanks to all of our wonderful patrons. You can help us keep the show going by joining at patreon.com slash shonenflop. And welcome to this episode of Shonen Flop, where we talk about manga and shonen jump that didn't make it big. I'm David. I'm Jordan. Next week, we'll be covering Super Smartphone. If you'd like to read along with us, be sure to join the discussion in the Discord and submit your six-word summary. You can find a link to the Discord in our episode description and on our website, shonenflop.com. But this week, we're talking about Sakuretsu Taiwahen, and we are joined by our guest today, Kennedy. Hello. Kennedy, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Oh, hell yeah. That's so nice of you to say. Do you mind telling the listeners a little bit about yourself? All right. Well, hi. Hi. I'm Kennedy. I'm a YouTuber. I mostly make videos about like weird things that happen in like anime, fandom, culture, slash history. Um, What's anime? Never heard of it. It must be some kind of medieval England thing. Honestly. Oh, do you know anything about that? I don't know anything about medieval England. I've never heard of it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I actually, I recently finished up grad school. You might be familiar with my favorite manga of all time. It's actually got a weird name, like the Bayo, Bayaxuogs Tapestry, I believe it's called. I don't know. Some kind of weird Japanese term, you know? Bao? Is that where Bao gets its name? I think it is, David. What? Never heard of it. Yeah. Can't, can't imagine what it is. Yeah. It's anyone's know. guess. Oh, have you heard of this Beowulf guy? Oh, <laughs> uh, that is awesome. I also want to say random thing. Uh, well, two things. First of all, I absolutely love your video from like a few years ago, how you managed to find the Evangelion AIDS PSA. Thank you. <laughs> well, I didn't so much find it as I did ask Tiffany Grant at the right time. Ah, she was the one awesome. who found it. She was the one who physically found the tape. I love it. Tiffany Grant. The voice of Asuka. I knew that's who it was going to be. I love her so much. She was the voice of Asuka in the uh, original dub. The good dub. Well, the new dub is, it's solid too. I think the new cast does a good job. It's not the same. But yeah, Tiffany Grant was the uh, voice of Asuka in the ADV dub of Evangelion. And she was the one who physically found the tape. I was just the one lucky enough to ask her about it at the right time. (laughs) Hell yeah. I still think that's awesome. Well, thank you. I need to watch that video. Tiffany Grant rules. Oh, Tiffany Grant is a rock star. I love how she was like already obsessed with Evangelion and Asuka before it came to the U.S. And doesn't she actually speak German? I'm not sure about that, but I can vouch for the uh, she's a huge Evangelion fan. I forget. I want to say it's on the uh, Platinum DVD collection. I could be wrong about that, but there is one ADV uh, Evangelion DVD collection that highlights her Asuka collection. I love it. Yeah, I've seen that. It's great. We'll have to reach out. We've never actually had a voice actor on our show. We were very close. We had Kyle Herbert, but then it's just scheduling issues. Mm-hmm. So that would be awesome to see if she'll be free. Yeah. If she'd be free to come on. Hell yeah. Yeah. But uh, we're not here to talk about Eva <laughs> on. <laughs> really? <laughs> you sure? <laughs> <laughs> yes. We're here to talk about Sakuretsu Taiwahen. So why don't we get into the manga details for Jordan? Guess what? What? I'm going to actually be reading this section for the first time in three episodes. Oh, my God. So first thing I want to say is per Tucker, one of our wonderful researchers, the manga name actually means dialogue or even oral history, because I had zero idea what the hell Sakuretsu Taiwahen meant. And this manga was by Ryu Fujisaki, and they have a few other notable works, Psycho Plus, which was a flop, Hoshin Engi, which ran for 23 volumes, and also after creating this series, they did Walk Walk, which was a flop, Shiki, which was 11 volumes, Kukuriku Montagari, which is eight volumes. You can do it. Kakuryo Monogatari. Kennedy, Jordan was just so proud of themselves pronouncing and then just fucked it up too. It's great. (laughs) Look, David, it wasn't that I was proud. It was that I wanted to have it said correctly. Okay? It's still a difficult thing to pronounce. (laughs) This one I can say. They did the Legend of the Galactic Heroes manga adaption, which is like, oh man, I've been meaning to watch that. Have either of you two had any experience with that series? No, but David, I have let you get away with this for far too long. It's adaptation. I was going to let you get away with it. Then I noticed you spelled it adaption. I was like, no. Adaptation. Thank you. I was going to stay quiet on it, but now that he's bringing it up. Can't say words for shit. It has been bugging me since episode one of Shonen Flop, and I have not said anything about it. So, though, his notable assistants include Yashihiro Kano, who did Pretty Face, which, Jordan, if you're not familiar, Pretty Face was another series by the creator. He also created M.O. Oh. We, Kennedy, have a limit of about 35 chapters, and M.O. is a series I've been wanting to cover forever, but since it's 99 chapters, you can't do it in one episode. So that has been our shortlist one day. If we ever have the time to do, like, a mini series on one manga in particular, we really want to cover it. 
David's been nuts about that one. I'm terrified it doesn't hold up. We'll see. Well, that's okay. It would be on the right show if that were the case. <laughs> that's true. And then he also was assisted by Moon Nori uh, Michimoto, who created AON and Daisuo. Also, thank you, Maxi B, for your wonderful research on this topic. Thank you so much, Maxi B. Maxi B is a manga historian, which is pretty awesome. And they have said, though, that both are referred to as close friends, but they helped him on his comics. And that counts on this show, he wrote in all caps. Yes, it does. We respect friendship. This ran from December 4th, 2001 to April 23rd, 2002. So not very long, 14 chapters, two volumes, as was the style at the time. Was it really 14 chapters, though? Yes, kind of. I don't know. It was like 18. I can't tell. I have no idea. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> yeah, it went from like 11.5 to 11.25 to 11.75. I mean, if you're a fan of Evangelion, <laughs> this is nothing new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sakura and you cannot end. Uh, with parentheses somewhere, and you'll have to guess where that per- where those parentheses are. Oh, God. And this replaced Grant of Vacant. Which actually, Kennedy, I think you'll find this series interesting. It's about Shakespeare, Francis Drake, and Queen Elizabeth as children. Oh, my God. Maxi B has said they cannot find a translation of this series anywhere. Ah, that's the problem with old manga. Like, I'm shocked that we even have a translation of this as uh, uh, interesting as it is. Right? It's not a great translation. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. And this actually was replaced by Pretty Face, so his own assistant replaced the series. Oh my god, damn. Which is kind of weird. Damn. But speaking of weird, why don't we get into the plot summary where, as a little treat, I'm going to kick things off. Sakura Tetsu is a kid of the Sigma CEO grind set, working the shittiest jobs to make as much money as possible to maintain his house that he cares deeply about. He lives with his brother Tepi, his grandfather Bokeh. His name is literally Bokasan, David. Oh god, that series fucking sucked. <laughs> Kenny, you don't need to know about that series, it was ass. Yeah. It sounds like there's a lot of backstory here. <laughs> yes. The, the Shonen Flop lore is fast. Uh, there's, there's a lot of trauma. Is this on the uh, Shonen Flop fan wiki anywhere? <laughs> we had a TV Tropes page and then they deleted it. Oh, I know it sucks. <laughs> so his grandfather, Boke, and his sister, Kusan. Oh, wow. Is that Boke-san? It's almost like san I literally... Oh, my God, David. Go get him next time. While being stalked by a mysterious girl named Fur- Furato, suddenly a ship appears with a giant tree. They are the future people led by their queen, Alice. Hey, I can say that name. Yeah. Who jumped to the past six hours before the universe ended. They want to take Tetsu's land, but then a space pirate and the mole people appear to challenge them for it. Furato suggests they go to war, and they do, fighting to a standstill, leaving Tetsu in charge, but with Alice living with them as his quote-unquote sister. Then, Prince of Hell Nietzsche appears to lay claim to the land, but Kusan drops a rock on his portal, trapping him there with no way to get home, leaving him broke, homeless, and forced to live in a cardboard box. Ah, yeah, he turned into the average millennial. A giant eye appears in the sky, and then <laughs> Ferrado decides to measure Tetsu's asshole, but since his sister is here, <laughs> Tetsu refuses. The god of assholes appears, and Ferrado instead wishes to know the size of his asshole, Popcorn Kennedy. And because all of that just wasn't weird enough, of course. That was all literally true, by the way. Yes. that all happens in the span of like what four chapters something like that yeah but anyway yeah so at this point the president of japan who speaks french for some reason tries to blow up tetsu's house but tetsu kicks his ass and i'm sorry in advance there's no way i'm pronouncing his name right nietzsche 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 Nietzsche, the prince of hell the german philosopher from like the 1800s and whatever (laughs) i don't get it prince of hell suffice to say the Prince of Hell's pet shows up from a new portal from hell. He's Zoroaster, a giant sea otter creature who turns into different manga characters when Brato, side note, I'm almost positive her name is supposed to be flat. I don't know. <laughs> oh, oh Brato my God. just seems like such a weird name. I am like 99% sure her name is supposed to be flat, but whatever. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my mind is blown right now. Big brain. So Brato gives him poison mushrooms until he transforms into a kaiju. Brato's brother Kisano returns from the Middle East and buys Tetsu's house off of his sister in exchange for a magic credit card. Tetsu then buys the house back in exchange for leaving the Sakura family. However, Brato reveals that Tetsu's grandpa is the only survivor from his family in World War II and had no kids. Tepe is actually a demon. Kisano is a ghost. And no one knows where the hell Tetsu came from. But legally, Sakura isn't there 
last name. Tetsu doesn't know this, so he still fights and gets the deed back. A pervert narcissist from the mirror dimension shows up. Don't worry about it. Then a guy who controls dreams makes all the characters fall asleep. Alice and Tetsu are in some kind of ice age where everyone is dead and everyone else is in hell. Prato checks in on what's going on and accidentally lets them out. Unfortunately, this manga is really fucking weird and confusing, so the manga fairies get together and decide that it's got to be cancelled. The only way they can think to do that is by isekaiing a reader from the real world and telling him that he has to kill Tetsu and end the manga or he'll never go back. (laughs) That was so crazy when that happened. (laughs) Even saying it out loud, I'm still not sure I followed everything that happened. I got to a point where I just checked out. Things were just happening and I was like, sure, why not? Popcorn Jordan. He shows up and starts pointing out that he's in a comic like he's Grant Morrison's Animal Man or something. Yeah, that's a reference. Great series. Fuck yeah, it is. Fighting Tetsu until he realizes uh, he actually doesn't want to kill him. So the manga fairies just send him back home anyway. Then Heidegger, the manga god, appears, telling Tetsu that he fucked up by putting him in this manga, that he's just the wrong kind of protagonist and wants to put him in a different series instead. Tetsu and Frato pretend to get married and leave their families when Tetsu gets placed in a different series. Welcome to Shonen Flop Chibi, a first impressions mini episode where we talk about the first chapter of the series we'll be covering in depth next week. Now let's get into the fucking plot summary for chapter one of The Desert Wilderness. <laughs> Not a single drop of water by Shin Ryu Fujisaki. The evil monster Ushiro wants to take over a desert oasis protected by the powerful Dawn. In the process of fighting him, Dawn's two best friends sacrifice themselves and turn into a sword, allowing him to defeat Ushiro. Then Dawn looks over and sees his house as well as his sister Kuzan and remembers that he's actually Sekiro Tetsu. <laughs> Fucking incredible ending. Even listening to this, I still don't get it. I sat there and I read the whole thing and I still don't get it. I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah, this was a very advanced manga to read. This was definitely advanced. Yeah. <laughs> this is no Zon. No. Kennedy, have you ever chanced Zon? You're like, are you sure like a 14 year old didn't make this? Because it's really, really bad. This is like galaxy brain manga. Yeah, we'll definitely get into the discussion of it, but to get into the characters, Kennedy, would you like to tell us a little bit about the main character? Sakura Tetsu of Sakura Tetsu Taiwan fame. <laughs> oh, I've heard of that. Oh, yeah, I know that guy. I mean, it's like you said earlier, he's in that Sigma male CEO grind set mentality. He's messy. He's sleepy. He likes to make money. And he has super strength that literally, not figuratively, literally uh, comes from being a manga protagonist. Yeah, yeah. Literally, (laughs) diegetically, he is. (laughs) He looks to me like, um, I don't know if y'all remember DN Angel. I've heard of that, yeah. Yeah, he looks like the main character of Dean Angel. He looks like Daisuke Niwa, but made edgier. I don't know. He he looks like <laughs> someone took Daisuke Niwa and put him through a how to draw manga book filter. <laughs> we mentioned this on like the the Chibi episode. The faces in this manga are so 2002, you know, like two, 2001. Like this is some this is some fucking pre Shonen Jump in America manga, you know. And Absolutely leans into that Y2K, uh, like Sega Genesis aesthetic. Yeah. Uh, or actually, no, Sega Dreamcast is what I meant. Yes, uh, yeah. yes. Oh, dude, the shoes on this, the Prince dude. Yeah. Those are some fucking Sonic Adventure shoes. That is some Kingdom Hearts, Diva Stars. Shadow the Hedgehog, yeah. The year is 2000, you know, very that. Very, everybody is wearing shoes, like, five sizes too big. These are Tenshi Muyo-ass faces. Oh, yes. Um, And speaking of people who have that face, Jordan, will you tell us about uh, (laughs) Flat? (laughs) Frato, a.k.a. Flat, I guess. (laughs) It's just a possibility. I'm just throwing it out there. You You know, it could also be Frat. Look, I'm going with it because I like it. Okay. We read Earth Child, Kennedy, and one of the characters' name is like Kareen, and we just called her Karen for the entire recording. So this attitude is welcome. Yeah. Uh, so Flat, she is friends with uh, Tetsu, and she is actually like weirdly obsessed with him. She's like a stalker, and she's writing all of her inner monologue down about him, like verbatim. And according to the translator, since Taiwan means dialogue, her book is literally the Sakura Tetsu Taiwan. Yeah, and I think she can teleport. I think she has like weird god powers. Yeah. 
She's got something going on. Yeah, like she is super powered in some weird ways, like Deus Ex Machina cartoon logic powers, you know? I'm trying to think of which cartoon character in particular, maybe like Mandy from <laughs> Adventures of Billy and Mandy, where she's just like a little kid that just somehow has it like all the adults figured out and actually does. Like if Mandy went on antidepressants. Sure. Oh, come on. <laughs> all right, let's get to Queen Alice. So she is a future people leader somehow. I thought she would matter more, but I guess I didn't write any notes. She's, she is the only one that's kind of persistent in the plot, but she just kind of is there. Like, I guess their grandfather is suffering from dementia and she tricks him into believing that she's his granddaughter, I think. I mean, it's not the first time that's happened. Literally, yeah, all yeah. their siblings are not actually related to him. That's true. But it also turns out that the future people she leads, there's only five of them who are actually human beings. All the other ones went to different planets. But what that means is that all the people she leads are actually robots. Yeah. And uh, she is just very happy to be in a time where it's like, oh, my God, there's other human beings here. A real human being. Real human being. She is. She's shaped like a bean. You know who wasn't shaped like a bean? Our cute little demon boy. Kennedy, will you tell us about him? Frederick Nietzsche? Yes. I was going to say about Alice, if someone had told me she was a Space Channel 5 character. Oh, that's a good point. I would 100% have believed that. If I hadn't read this and someone showed me a picture, I'd be like, character from Space Channel 5. Speaking of Dreamcast. (laughs) Oh, yeah, because he's got got the shoes. Yeah. Well, that was a Dreamcast game, wasn't it? I think it was. Space Channel 5, yes. I miss my Dreamcast. All right, so can you tell us about Nietzsche? Yeah, please tell us about the Demon Boy. There's really not much to say about him. He's the prince from hell. There's not much to say. He lives in a box. And, you know, characters in Sakura Tetsu Taiwan, aside from Sakura Tetsu and Flat, you know, the thing is, a lot of them show up. They have, like, one chapter that's about them. And then they have, like, one cameo later. And and that's, like, it. Yeah. So when I say there's not a whole lot to say about him, I mean it. You would think the prince from hell would have a a bigger role in this manga. But no, he just shows up. He gets his uh, portal to hell closed. And then he decides to live in a box. And that's just kind of it. Yeah, none of these characters really matter. He also has to collect soda cans. He does collect soda cans. In order to sell them to buy ramen. He does do that. I remember now. It's actually very sad. (laughs) He steps on like a hundred of them and he's like, I did it. Now I have enough money to buy a ramen. Yeah. Uh... (laughs) I mean, he really learns that the real hell is capitalism. Yeah. Yeah. So, though, I will, I'll keep this train going, though, because we have a bunch of characters that didn't matter that I deleted. So next up is Kusan, his sister, quote unquote. She kind of reminds me of Palm from Hunter Hunter with like how she always looks like very like depressed and has like permanent like tired marks. I'm trying to think of what the right word is for it. Yeah, she just looks tired all the time, like just completely overworked. I kind of saw it because she's supposed to represent like the spirit of the land that they're on. Yeah. I think the implication is that she's the only one doing the fucking work around the house. So she's just exhausted all the time. Mm -hmm. And then it turns out she's also a ghost. So I don't know which one caused her to look so deadly tired all the time. She's also loves shopping. Sakura Tetsu is literally like, oh, she steals all my money to go shopping. And you're like, that's kind of (laughs) fucked up, bro. She also loves criminals. Remember, like that pervert who shows up for one chapter, they're all like, oh, he's a criminal. And she's like, hey, criminals need to be respected. (laughs) And, you know, I respect that. That's fair. And I respect the two of you. So shall we go to their younger sibling, though? Yeah. Kennedy, can you tell us a bit about the Judge Arbinks of the series? The other Genesis looking character. Yeah. (laughs) To an extent, this can be said about everybody in Sakura Tetsu Taiwan, but I feel like it is especially true for him. Everybody in this manga, but especially Tepe, looks like they stepped right out of a how-to-draw manga book. Yeah. (laughs) And that is especially true for Tepe. He's like the little brother character. Apparently he's a spirit, whatever. I don't I don't understand the plot for this series. I I don't care. And Jordan wrote the plot summary. Yeah. I don't think there is a plot. I think you're right, but he, he definitely gives off the impression that, like, if this manga had, you know, taken off and gone on for longer, he definitely gives off the vibe that he was, you know, going to be the mascot character. Because, you know, it's the early 2000s, it's the turn of the millennium, and, and all the cool shows have a little mascot character, so. Mm-hmm. Why does he talk in, like, a racist patois? Yeah. 
what the fuck is going on with that? <laughs> I think that's probably a translation thing. He probably talks like with a lisp, maybe in the Japanese version. Maybe again, again, I don't know that for a fact. This is just my guess that he probably talked in a childlike way or maybe has like a strong lisp in the Japanese version. And they probably wanted to like try to make that come across in English. And then they succeeded in making it extremely obnoxious and hard to read. <laughs> yeah. For all I know, it is that bad in Japanese and the translators actually did a very solid job. But given the quality of the rest of the translation, I... Uh... <laughs> By the way, David, do you know why the Japanese president speaks in French? Because there is a reason. Yeah, there there is a translator note about that. There is. I, I just thought it was funnier to say he speaks in French for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the presidents speak French. I think the reasoning is funny, so... Yeah, well, why don't you tell the audience what the reason is? In the original Japanese translation, that character speaks English in addition to Japanese. Yep. So when the translator moved it over to English, he was like, well, if I just make it English, that's going to defeat the entire point. So I'll just make it in French instead. I guess they hadn't made like the nomenclature of how you do that in manga yet, which is like you do a different font or you put it in brackets. Or you just swap it so that that part is in Japanese and the other parts in English. Oh, that's pretty great, too. You know, of all the weird translation choices in this manga, honestly, to me, that one is the least weird. I can at least yeah. rationalize how they got there. And it's like the year is like 2000, 2001 ish. It's like the turn of the millennium. Sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah. As I said on the chibi, this, there's no way this guy got paid for this. No, but it, he put a lot of he had a lot of fun making it. He put a lot of effort in, you know, you got to hand it to him. And you know who didn't have a lot of fun? The reader. The reader. The reader. <laughs> I love how this series literally has the reader of this manga shows up as like kind of a bad guy for like two chapters. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was great. Summons Luffy, goes home. <laughs> this dude just goes by manga, opens it up and gets pulled into the manga by the manga god and like the manga fairies. And he just his purpose is to just kill the protagonist so they can end the fucking series. And he like starts being like, hey, can you see these manga panels? Can you see these borders right here? What do you mean you can't see them? What? Yeah, And he just, he just wants to go home, you know? <laughs> yeah. He literally just summons Luffy and goes home. I realize that to the audience, yeah. us saying it like that probably makes it sound like, oh, they're just being hyperbolic. He probably does a little more. No, that's it. <laughs> he also summons a giant weird ass robot and like uh, talks to Alice a bit. And then yeah, but he does this in the span of what? 10 pages. He summons Luffy and he goes home. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's what any one of us would have done. Pretty much. Best of all, it's not like Luffy as Luffy. It's like a poorly drawn. It's how Luffy would have drawn himself. <laughs> yeah. Look, they got a manga reader, not a manga artist. That's true. But they also have a manga god. So, uh, Jordan, you added this character to the notes. So why don't you tell us about it real quick? And then we're going to zip to the next section. Yeah. So for some reason, he's named Heidegger. I don't know what the deal First is. First name, Tim. Well, that's Heidecker. Ah, oh, fuck me. Yeah. Uh, no, Heidegger is a German philosopher like Nietzsche was. They were both weirdly influential on the Nazis. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's all the time we have for today. All right. Yeah. No, no, I don't know what the fuck this thing, this shit is with like these old German philosophers. I, I don't understand how the manga god relates to him. But yeah, he's definitely the author insert. And he's literally just like, damn, I fucked up. Oh, look at this fucking mess I made. Oh, my God. Look at this shit. Ah, oh, oh, Tetsu, get over here. We're putting you in a different series. Ah, uh, fucking, fucking, yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Shall we go into why it failed, though? You know, I have a I have a better question for you. Yeah. How could it not have failed? Yeah. <laughs> How could it not have failed? That's fair. <laughs> You know what, Kennedy? That's a great question. So why don't you tell us about the things you did not like about this series? And as you said, how would the series have possibly succeeded? Oh, golly. I suppose I can come up with one or two things I didn't like if I'm really, if I really <laughs> got a gun to my head. What? Whoa. 
by far the biggest flaw of this series is the pacing. I have seen TikToks that take longer to set up a plot than Sakuretsu Taiwa Hen. The pacing is frantic. It's breakneck. Like, every chapter is formatted basically like a showcase of like, here's all these characters and then they do nothing with them. Yep. It does nothing in the way of setting up an overarching plot except for Alice is here and everybody wants the land except Alice. We don't see her for several chapters at a time because there's too many other ch uh, characters being introduced that also want the land except we don't see them going after the land. We just see all these characters. I would argue that the plot doesn't get started until they decided that they have to end the manga. I feel like that's the only time there's actually like a plot going on. Even when a plot does finally get started, which is like, you know, more than 50% of the way through, it's yeah. so convoluted. <laughs> I have so many notes here just saying stuff like, I give up. I can't handle this. What's going on? I don't care. The protags are getting married. Why the hell not? It's the least weird thing that's happened so far. I neither know nor care what's going on anymore. Oh, hey, finally, a character from a previous chapter. Haven't seen that. And we're more than 50% of the way through the series. <laughs> I feel like this series, it was kind of like just a series of weird one shots. Kind of what it felt like. It was a series of weird one shots. Yeah. Kennedy, are you familiar with Level E? It's by Tagashi. By Level E, do you mean the, the vampires in Vampire Night? No. <laughs> so it's a manga Tagashi made in between uh, Yu Hakusho and Hunter Hunter, where it's kind of like an anthology series where he just made like mini chapter arcs of like random ass ideas he had. Yeah. And that's what this series feels like. Not familiar with it. It does feel like a series of one shots. It feels like an artist being like, here's a showcase of some of my OCs that I haven't been able to put in any other series. So I'm just going to throw them in here. What it really feels like to me is that they, somebody was just like, hey, Fujisaki, I need you to make another series in like now. And he's like, fuck, I don't have any ideas. Shit. Oh, I, I don't know. I, I, it's the Gunblaze West method. Yeah, except I, I think he kind of think he did a better job than Gunplace West. Oh, this is way better than Gunplace West. This is way better than Gunplace West. Don't read Gunplace West. Yeah, Kennedy, don't do it. I also think it's absolutely complete fucking bullshit that they made all the cast leave in the second chapter off screen them. So like the things that could have made the series actually interesting. They're like, that's too much effort. I don't want to juggle all these characters. I'm just going to have the space fire and the mole people leave. You know, yeah, like, that was yeah. a fucking fun thing about the series. This manga, it kind of pulls the rug out from under you. Yes. Like, it's it's kind of like in the second chapter, you're like, wait, that that's not what this manga was about? Right? Like, oh. Yeah, no, that happens like every chapter. Yeah, it really feels like this manga was like almost intended to be a flop. Like he wrote it intentionally, yeah. almost as a parody of bad manga. I think he did diegetically it somehow helps it like it's bizarre yeah i also think is there any character development at all zero none and that asshole chapter was funny for five pages but how do you dedicate an entire chapter to an asshole fairy or an asshole goddess like that like that god it was so bad <laughs> he did it oh like sailor moon shows up and she's just like the goddess of assholes and Oh, my God. Yeah, it was like, apparently the term asshole was specifically interpreted as meaning close-minded. So it was like, if he has a little asshole, that means that he's very narrow-minded. But if he has a big, gaping asshole, then he is just extremely open-minded. Uh, sure. I have a note here in my little notes doc, and it's that screenshot of him saying, I have a massive asshole, parentheses, <laughs> open-minded. God, what a translation was that? Fucking rules. I think it is possible. I don't know this, but I feel like it's possible that in Japanese, maybe asshole does mean like close-minded. I feel like they would have had a translator note. They literally had to explain his fucking siblings to the lore because it made no sense in the chapter how they existed. That was the translator note. Like, <laughs> It's one of those things. Yeah, no, there was a translator's note about it. It's just one of those things where it's like, you know, in English, we don't really have a good equivalent to that. And it would require um, a lot of creativity to really make that work. Yes. And, and the translator definitely took the easy way out. <laughs> yeah. And let me be clear, I, I don't blame them. It's a fan translation, I'm sure, and they weren't getting paid. I think they did the best job that they could have done given the circumstances. Yeah. More often than not, they did a decent job, but there is definitely sections where you're reading it and you're like, oh, 
I think, though, like you were saying, that the translation does have eh, some ups and downs, but it does have some ups, uh, just like this series does. So why don't we get into what it did well? So, Jordan, though, I know you enjoyed this series, actually, unironically, to an extent. So what were some things about it that made you actually like the series? So I've never read a series like this. This series kind of fucking rules in a lot of ways. I mean, it's so insane. The art, man. The art is fantastic. We were saying it looks like a how to draw manga thing. But like, first of all, to be fair, this was drawn when that wasn't a super played out style, I would argue. And second of all, oh my God, just the detail he gets, the way like the compositions look good. Like I can tell exactly what's going on in every single panel, even though the most insane, bizarre shit is going on. Like I have an issue with Oda's art where sometimes I read a panel of One Piece and I'm just like, what the fuck is going on here? It's just a bunch of random, I can't figure out where anybody is. I never had that problem in this series, which is amazing. It's just the plot. (laughs) That's the problem. Well, yeah. <laughs> Let me be clear. When I say it looks like a how to draw manga book, that's a compliment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is a compliment. That is a certain that is a certain aesthetic. And I love that aesthetic. And honestly, I don't like this series very much, but I will not deny the art owns. Yes. Yes. The art. The art is shockingly good. It's disproportionately good to the rest of the series. There's like a panel where he draws like realistic people and they look amazing. <laughs> yeah. This guy can draw. This guy's a really fucking good artist. I was shocked. Like, there weren't any 3D models in here. When he when he drew, like, a fucking building, this motherfucker got out a ruler to get the perspective right. That's amazing. Hell yeah, man. And I think the good art adds to the... I think some of the actual physical comedy is pretty funny. Like, the tree freaking out when it's being cut out. Like, the faces he draws on the tree. That was really good. That was really good. The tree in general is really funny. Like, there is, weirdly, like, a lot of stuff that works here. I feel like this manga ended in the only way that it could have ended. Like, the absolute... (laughs) The best possible way that you could end this series was to just completely break the fourth wall and go, Yeah, I don't know what the fuck's going on either. Yeah. I wrote it. I don't know what the fuck's happening. You figure it out. <laughs> Whatever. Fuck it. Yeah. And I agree with you guys. This shit should be canceled. Let's cancel this fucking series. <laughs> Kennedy, are you familiar with Hunter's Guild Red Hood? I have been waiting to mention that. Yeah. Yeah. I am not familiar with it. That series ended where you can easily read it. And I do read it this way, where the author just starts lashing out at his editor. Like he doesn't directly break the fourth wall, but like he has a character go up to another character and go like, hey, what the fuck? You used to be like way more interesting. Yeah. Like not a joke. This reminded me of that, except whereas that one was angry at the editor, this one's just kind of like, yeah, guys, I fucked up. I think it was all on him. This is my fault. It was on me. It's on me. I fucked up. (laughs) But we're here to be positive. So, Kennedy, though, do you have any other positive notes that you want to bring up? Nope. All right, then. No, that that was my positive. I thought that was awesome. I thought that was, like, really interesting. Yeah, but well, you were saying it's hit the offer admits that his series kind of fell apart. It's not the compliment you're looking for. He ended it really cool. I don't know. I thought it was interesting how he diegetically made it a flop. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, God. At, at a certain point, I was just kind of like, you know what? I I did what you guys did where I was just like, I give up trying to follow it. But then I was just like, oh, why don't I try having a good time, too? Ah, yeah, you turn your brain off and it's not bad. I turned my brain off, had a great time. It's like watching a it's like watching a B horror movie. Yeah. Or the B movie. Uh, no, that that's just. Hey, do you like Kennedy? Do you like jazz? Uh... No. Kennedy, do you like uh, thinking about where the series could have gone? It could have gone anywhere. It tried doing so many different <laughs> things at <laughs> once. They could have tried anything, and I would have been like, "Sure, yeah, whatever." It's <laughs> not even in the top five weirdest things it tried to do. Sure, why not? I'll never forget when um, I was in art class. One of my um, classmates was just, we were talking about art and they were like, well, anything can happen in art. And she was just like, well, if anything can happen, then who cares what does? And that's kind of how I feel about this. Like, yeah, anything could have happened. So like, I don't know, man. I feel I honestly feel like breaking the fourth wall really was the only way that you could have ended this series. Yeah, It was so insane. There was such weird shit happening that I really don't know how you could have possibly just just said, oh, well, they could have gone to this part. I, I mean, I guess where it could have gone is uh, that replacement series could have kept going. <laughs> what if this is like they had just not kicked everyone out and it turned into like this huge legal battle? Like, imagine this is like the She-Hulk manga where it's <laughs> fucking fantasy court. 
Is that what the She-Hulk Well, She-Hulk is like superhero lawyer. Oh, and then she says like a bunch of memes and... And breaks the fourth wall constantly. Oh, yeah, that sounds like a show that isn't super annoying. I'll definitely have to check that out. It was pretty good. Okay. You're canceled, Jordan. I'm super canceled, yeah. (sighs) Kennedy, it's just you and me now since Jordan's fired. It's a real shame about Jordan. Yeah, now we can really talk about medieval history like I always wanted to do. Now we are hijacking this podcast. This is the Everything We Hate About Jordan podcast. Oh. Now that Jordan is no longer around to stop us. But we only have 45 minutes left on the clock. Can I get in on this? I have so much to say. Yeah. All right, no. (laughs) So does anyone have any other thoughts about where it could have gone? I don't know. Do you have any ideas where it could have gone? Just, I feel like it would have really been fun if it was like this weird ass land claim thing. Like maybe it could have been like a gag manga where every week there's some new weirdo trying to lay a claim on the house and then they have to figure out how to get rid of him or he joins the cast and it's just like a bunch of, you know, laughs and have a little bit of minor plot progression. You know, it's uh Jordan, I'm sure you won't be surprised by what manga I recommend based on how I think that would have been a good progression for the series structure. Oh, I saw what structure, what structure? Yeah. <laughs> All right, but if no one has anything else to talk about where their series could have gone, why don't we get into miscellaneous thoughts? Does that sound good? Mm-hmm. I think I've already mentioned this felt like a level E story. Luffy shows up, which is just, I don't know how to deal with that. This translation's really bad. I feel like the series would have been worse if it had a better translation. Oh, I was just thinking it just kind of adds to the energy of the series. God help you, translator. You tried. I, I believe in you. You can do it. I think it was a little bold of him already working hard on the translation and stuff to just be like, yeah, what if I just uh, make this character talk in a Jamaican patois? Talks like Jar Jar Binks. He literally does. That was definitely the the low point. (laughs) I don't think that was a necessary thing. There are better ways of making it come across that this character speaks in a way that is very annoying to everybody around them, or this character speaks in a way that is very childlike. There are definitely better ways of getting it across than, ooh. Than literally just, as David has said multiple times, Jar Jar Binks dialogue. Just insane. What a wild choice. Misa think that was a bad idea. I got to a point with that character where I just, the the words skimmed over it. Yeah, I saw them, but nothing was registering. I like uh, how in South Park they made fun of Jar Jar Binks before the movie came out because they sound like in a trailer and like, oh, he's going to be super fucking annoying the whole time. Yeah, yeah, they they called it, man. Wow. <laughs> South Park, you know, damn. They really just have their fingers on the pulse of culture, as they say. There's like too many miscellaneous thoughts. Every thought you could have about this series feels miscellaneous. It's very disjointed. Yeah. The series literally like restarts itself every chapter. This series starts itself in the middle of chapters sometimes, I feel. I really just... Oh my god, like, were they gonna have, like, a character named Hegel, do you think? Yeah. Was was Marks gonna show up? Maybe, um, Merlot Ponty? I'm just listening off of all the philosophers I know. I don't, I don't even fucking know, dude. I don't, I don't know what to say about this shit. I don't know, but, uh, Maxi B actually has a few points, so let me run through these real quick. So, yeah. we've covered a lot of notable authors on the podcast, whether through their canceled works or when you've indulged in a hit. Fujisaki is somewhere around the top five of all of those creators in importance, so apparently this guy has a big fucking deal. Yeah. We don't talk a lot about him in the West for whatever reason, but he's got a hell of a body of work, is one of Maxi B's favorite authors of all time. Sorry, oh, Maxi yeah. B. <laughs> Regardless of how you rate the series, I hope you've enjoyed the experience and will hopefully return one day to his other translated failure, Whack Whack. You're safe from Psycho Plus, which is actually very bad. No one seems to want to license or scan lead it. Oh. And astute readers will spot that his career to this point mirrors Yoshihiro Togashi to a scary extent. Both had flops out the gate that no one remembers, a one-shot collection, then a huge hit, then pivoted to weird sci-fi. Maxi B was like my fucking man when I pointed out the level E comparisons. <laughs> they diverge a lot from here with one doing lots of different projects and another one doing a lot of stuff with one giant never-ending project. It's weird. Shout out Hunter Hunter had a chapter came out yesterday yesterday though which was exciting yeah i saw that the replacement manga at the end continues a gag from hoshin ng where ryu's comics always get replaced by comics by a new ryu fujisaki <laughs> shin ryu fujisaki yeah and uh maxi b says by the way that weird how there were multiple ending chapters that was actually how it was published in shonen jump they don't know why they did that very strange yes and he rates the manga five stars besides it being stupid stupid dumb stupid chaos Hell yeah, Maxi B. I'm kind of with you on that. Yeah, so why don't we get into the final <laughs> verdict then? <laughs> oh, gosh. Kennedy, as our time is wrapping up, do you mind telling us kind of what was your six-word summary for this series? 
I came up with two. Lay them both on us. Literally, what was any of that? Semicolon. What the fuck is going on? (laughs) (laughs) And what was your second one? No, no, that was it. That's what the semicolon was. Oh, gotcha. See, you can see that Kennedy has a master's degree because they use a semicolon in their plot summary, in their six word summary. Yeah. (laughs) It's a known fact that people with master's degrees are the only ones allowed to use semicolons. I actually did a marketing class and they actually have it where they analyze different profiles based on if you use a semicolon in your writing or not when they're analyzing your writings on social media. Wow. Yeah. That's freaky. So what was your story? I really just don't know, dude. It's okay, man. (laughs) Accurate. I know that's yours. Yeah, really. I have to go with a six-word summary. I don't fucking know. I'll read mine after I read the community. So from Tucker, gag manga becomes self-aware and self-destructs. Maxi B, Sakura Tetsu's dialogue gets me a talking exclamation point. Dude rocks. What happens when you ignore APL? That's like some sort of like land legal system. Base carrier, the housing market never improved. Sad emoji and they wanted me to know that is one of their words. Dragonity, a elaborate left field ending. Yay. The laughing fool. Yay with a question mark, I would like to say. Oh yeah, yay question mark. T. Wolfwood says weird, but not that entertaining. The laughing fool. Just three words. Location, location, location. And from the MF Yeti, Kirby's Extensional Acid Trip Turf War. And mine was about homeless punchlines looking for housing. Because really, it felt like he had a bunch of jokes and he didn't know how to insert them into his series. Yeah. And then, uh, well, Jordan, yeah, if you're going to start kicking off. Overall, how did you feel about the series? I actually kind of love this series. I thought it kind of kicked ass. But it is definitely, absolutely, diegetically a flop. This is a mess. But it was it was a really interesting mess. I'm not going to forget it. And I enjoyed reading it. Jordan said diegetic at least seven times during this recording. It's the word of the day. It is. Diegetic, diegetic. I said it a few more times. Chainsaw Man, Chainsaw Man, Chainsaw Man. No, but if you want something this crazy, I think I recommended it like a long time ago, but watch Xavier Renegade. Oh my fucking God. (laughs) It's the only thing I can think of that's like as crazy and bizarre as this. Kennedy, are you familiar with that series? I am not. You really should. It's, I don't even, like, what level of irony do you have to be on to enjoy that show, Jordan? Way more levels of irony than should have been accessible at the time that it was written. Yeah. You have to ascend beyond the plane of irony. I was in the Anime Out of Context Discord, and I suggested that they should cover Chainsaw Man. (laughs) And someone responded saying, to me, said, oh, I really hope they have Shonen Flop as a guest on that episode. And I couldn't tell if they were just like at a very (laughs) ascendant level of irony, you know? It's hard to tell sometimes. I am Balaguchi. I also can't tell what level of irony this series was on, to be honest. I don't know. Redbarb, what do you think? I'm going to be completely honest. We're going to get off this podcast and the whole series. I'm going to forget all of it. Yeah, I'm going to forget all of it. I'm going to remember that it exists, but like, I'm going to remember it was fucking weird. And then people are going to be like, in what way was it fucking weird? And I'm going to be like, just was. Just TV static (laughs) whenever you think of the series. It just was. I love it. I think that is a perfectly understandable response. Oh, God. So would you say it's a flop? (laughs) I think that's certainly among the words that you could use to describe it. Yes. Is it a certified flop? Ah, in some ways, yeah. It's like, with with me, with me, what really, (laughs) one of the other things that makes this series so weird to me is that I can't tell if the author was, like, intentionally, like, how good did they think this was? Like, there's no way they thought, oh, yes, I'm petting my masterpiece. This is my magnum opus. No, they definitely didn't think that. They literally ended the manga by going, man, this sucks, guys. (laughs) Yeah, and that makes me think that even the author was, like, you know, penning this up and being like, this is garbage. I am not meaning for it to be any good, whatever. And, you know, it's different when, you know, something is bad, but the author also knows it's bad and, like, even tells the audience, I think this is also bad. You know, in that way, it's not a flop because, well, they're right. (laughs) (laughs) And if they weren't trying, you know, how harshly can it really be judged, you know? I definitely don't think this is a matter of lack of effort. I think this is a matter of the author got like halfway through and was like, shit, this is just not working. This is just not fucking working. 
it's a flop in that I did not enjoy it. I'd be curious to know what the author, like the mindset they were making the series yeah. under. I'd be very curious to know. Shiki, this was not. And they also, you know, the reason I chose this series when y'all uh, gave me the list is because Shiki is, I consider that to be my all-time favorite anime. Fuyumi Ono wrote the story of Shiki. And, um, and then this guy did the art. Mm-hmm. And Shiki, this was not. This was no Shiki, as they say. This was no Shiki. So would you say that you recommend people check out Shiki instead of uh, Sakura Tetsu Taiwan? I always tell people to check out Shiki, but yeah, no, uh, Shiki's great. Like I said, the story of Shiki is written by Fuyumi Ono, who also wrote uh, The Twelve Kingdoms, among a couple other horror series. Um, but yeah, Shiki is like, when I talk about my all-time favorite anime, it's Shiki in One Piece. Damn. Yeah, Shiki is great. It's a horror series. It's nothing like Sakura Tetsu Taiwahen, except in that, like I said, the art and the manga. Originally, it was novels, but obviously the manga art is the, it's the same artist, so the art looks very stylized. But Yeah, that's totally fine. I mean, yeah. It's like, yeah, sure, get this guy to make art, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, Shiki is good if you like horror and you like things that are stylish, things that are made in the same vein of bizarreness. I don't know. I thought really hard about what I would also recommend to people people in the same vein as this and i was like it's like nothing because it tries to do so many things like i don't know excel saga oh yeah people in the chat were talking about excel saga and cromartie high school <laughs> oh my god yeah excel saga jungle goo i, I don't know jojo's <laughs> oh there we go I think Excel Saga is weirdly the perfect alternative thing to check out, honestly. Yeah. I think that that I think that you nailed it. I don't know about that. I can think of something because no one has asked me what I thought of this series yet. And what I'm have you very thought hurt. of this series? What do you think of this series, Dave? I thought it was just okay. What a hot take. Hey. Right? <laughs> so I would say this is just a regular flop. I would say, though, people should read Witch Watch, which, oh man, Jordan can back me up. That series fucking rules. Yeah, it does, but also Excel Saga is a more accurate Fine. thing to check Whatever. out in this vein. I'm just saying, David. I'm Fine. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely read Witch Watch. Witch Watch fucking owns, but, you know. Kennedy, have you read Witch Watch? I haven't, but I love that name. I'd like to say it, Witch Watch. I love saying that. I think the author's prior series actually was like one of the first Shonen Jump series that have, I think, a non-binary character in it. Oh, sick! Yeah, so it's it's just a very, very well done series. All right, I'll look into that. I like the name Witch Watch also, so I'll definitely remember it's called that. Who witches the watch witch? Who watches the witch watch witch yeah. watches? Joe Mama. Yeah, who witch watches on base first. Let's keep going. All right, so uh, Jordan, is this the best or worst series we ever talked about? Neither. All right, well, then let's get into shout outs. How's that sound? Yeah. Sorry, we forgot to say, Kennedy, go read Chainsaw Man 2. Okay. That's really good. <laughs> <laughs> You're like hard pass. I haven't read Chainsaw Man yet. I'm meaning to get around to it now that the anime's out, but if I may confess my sin, I have not read or watched it quite yet. Damn. It is it is totally fine. Be gone. No, whatever. <laughs> I keep meaning to get to it. It's it's not like I'm not like actively trying to avoid it. It just there's a lot of things airing this season, okay? <laughs> No, it's fine. I think <laughs> Witch Watch will be a much better use of your time based on what your your ta your tastes. Noted, thank you. <laughs> Yes. All right. But now, if we're final few minutes, let's get into shout outs. So ready? I want to start things off by saying, Kennedy, thank you so much for joining us. Where can our wonderful listeners find all the awesome things you do? Thank you again for having me. Had a lot of fun. Y'all can find me, uh, you know, like I said earlier, I'm on YouTube. Uh, I'm done with grad school now, so I'm actually uploading content Woo! again. Very exciting. <laughs> is that your username? My username is redbardiscool. <laughs> Ooh, because I'm red bard and because I'm quite frankly I'm pretty cool. I I, I agree. Yes. Oh well, thank you. Uh, I am also on Twitter, and those are the two sites I'm mostly on. I saw you like retweeting stuff from Billiam, where Jordan can actually do the best Billiam impression I've ever heard. Can he? Because I've watched a lot of Billiam content. Okay. <laughs> Digimon was weird. God, it's like he's in the room, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's uncanny. Right? Uncanny. Uncanny. I have Billiam on the phone right now, and he's so excited to have a stunt double. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Actually, joke's on you. That's actually me. Oh, oh my Jordan God. Jordan was going to say, I actually have Billiam in the room right now. <laughs> We're about to go watch Digimon Tamers and do a video on it. He's actually in the room playing Digimon right now. I'm actually Billiam. <laughs> oh, I, I wish. 
Oh, goodness. All right. Well, that is all awesome to hear. I also want to give a big shout out to friend of the show and guest Slow Beef. They have an Woo! awesome game out called Atama. It's a mashup of Forbidden Siren and Hanging Balloons from, uh, fuck, why am I spacing out his name? Jordan, what's Hanging Balloons about? I don't know shit about Hanging Balloons. <laughs> it's by Gyu, the guy Rick Yu. Oh, uh, oh my God, Junji Ito. Yeah, so it's by hang and hung Hanging Balloons by Junji Ito. You see through the eyes of giant heads trying to kill you. You can find it on Steam. And that link is https colon slash slash store dot steam power dot com slash. Oh, fuck off. Doing the whole thing. You can find a link to that doing in the, the show notes. whole thing. <laughs> fuck off, yeah, Jordan. I would have kept going if you didn't stop yeah, me. Yeah, I know you would have. <laughs> That's very that scene in Parks and Rec where it's like, the sign is the URL. You're, you're supposed to open that link. Well, you didn't say that. I also want to say props to Jordan for making the opening ending theme, being a great co-host, and helping with editing. I also want to give props to Merle Lyle for the awesome cover art. You can find her online at Lyle Mer and Nigel for being our generous art benefactor. Thank you, Dylan, for assistance with editing. You can find his podcast, Anime Out of Context, at AnimeOutOfContext.com. Thanks to Tucker, who's listening right now, and Maxie B for assistance with pronunciation, translation, and other miscellaneous research. Thanks to T-Root, Ozzy Rat, and T-Wolfwood, who's listening right now, for being our awesome transcription volunteers. You can find them on the site as they become available. And you can find us on Twitter at Shonen Flopcast and our website shonenflop.com or also on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, or wherever else you get your podcast. And come join the Shonen Flop Discord. It's open to everyone, patron or not. Hang out with us, talk about anime games or whatever else is on your mind. I also have a monthly movie night. Jordan and I just watched Halloween. That was a great time. And you yeah. can find a link to it in the show notes or on our site. And if you've been enjoying the podcast and want to help us keep going, consider subscribing to our Patreon. Wouldn't be able to keep running the show without their support. You get a ton of awesome perks like exclusive content. Jordan, what did we release this month? Well, this month, David, we released uh, our relook at Witch Watch, our rewatch of Witch Watch, <laughs> I, must, I should say, and our own personal rosters for a potential Shonen Jump fighting game because apparently they fucking suck at it from what I hear. Yeah, God, that was a thick episode. And you yeah. could even be listening into our recording right now. You can find us at patreon.com slash shonenflop, and I'm just going to read off a few patrons. All right, first of all, from our Chainsaw Man patron, we have Tongue Punch My Butthole Daddy, Sean Sean They said not to read it. I did it anyway. Moving on down to the Dolphin Dad, we have tracking, roving animals for all loving girls and raccoons, Wolfwood. Moving down to the King of the Forest, we have Albie, Cramp, Gabe Lando, Jacob Andrew Galloway, Josh Robinson, Kevin Brings, Marty, Rachel, my lovely girlfriend. We had a great time at the wedding I officiated. Man, officiating a wedding, by the way, super clutch. You get to get all the credit, but none of the work. I love it. <laughs> Scarlett Mirmanen, T, The Real Jory, and Trevor Schechner. Also, I would like to thank David for doing a great job as a co-host and also editing the Chibi and Main episodes. And also, guys, uh, I was talking about my messed up Wix site. Well, I moved to Squarespace, and by that I mean I reactivated my old Squarespace website from, like, 2016. I still got most of my art on it. Check it out. It's literally jordanforbes.art. I love it. And then, yeah, I think now all the time to go to sign off. Thank you so much for joining us. Tune in next Monday as we give our first thoughts on Super Smartphone. This has been David. This has been Jordan. This has been Kennedy. And you've been listening to Shonen Flop. Keep on flopping, floppers. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Bye. See ya.